edition of the Spectrum Dad podcast. As always, I'm your host, Fred Marvel. Today, I am talking with autism mom and children's book author, Shante Douglas. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Thank you for coming on. Um, Shante's got an amazing son, Levi, and she also wrote a book, which I've read. I We bought it a couple weeks ago and I probably already read it to my boys like two or three times that's awesome yeah echo boy and abc girl yes <laughs> yes it's great it's great because it really helped us um w- initiate that conversation with our middle guy daniel is seven now okay so he's old enough to kind of get uh what's going on with his older brother okay and some of the challenges that alex faces so it helps us be able to explain it to Daniel in a way that, uh, that in a way that he would understand. Right. Okay. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. So, uh, do you want to start at the beginning with, uh, with Levi? How old is he? He is seven going on 15. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. You know how kids are. Um, yes. he was officially diagnosed with autism when he was three. Um, but we started seeing early signs of the characteristics of autism when he was about, I want to say like 20 months old. Um, my mom actually, um, started noticing some things because, you know, she was always watching him for me while I was at work and I was working these really long, crazy, um, hours at a hospital. Right. So she called me one day and she was like, I think, you know, Levi has autism and I didn't really know what autism was at that time. Like the only thing I remember watching as far as autism, Dateline did a story on autistic kids years ago and they were saying how horse therapy, which I believe they still use it to this day um, to help kids with communication. I just thought that was fascinating because I always knew, you know, horses were extremely intelligent but they they're one of the very few animals that really connect with humans and can sense things in us that maybe we can't sense in our you know with each other or other animals mm-hmm. can't so i just thought that was really fascinating but that was the only thing i ever really knew about autism so you know it took a while to really kind of process it and the first step was, all right, well, let's just go to the pediatrician because the pediatrician will at least guide us in what the next step should be. So right. she did like that 18 month marker that they always do. Like, is he waving? Is he pointing? How many words? And I just felt like I felt defeated to be completely honest. Like, cause when you're looking at the paper and you, you have to check off yes or no, it was a lot of no's. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So when she went over, you know, the paperwork and she was like, yeah, he definitely has some type of developmental delay. And even hearing that, I got emotional. I was crying. It was just like, I don't, cause I'm like, I'm, I've never heard these words before. I don't know what the future holds. Cause he was, on, he was barely two. Right. Um, thank goodness. You know, our pediatrician um, referred us to ChildLink and ChildLink provides um, early intervention services from uh, for children um, from the age of birth all the way up to age two and a half, almost three. 
Yeah. Um, so they came out to the house. They, you know, evaluated him. They still couldn't officially say like, oh, he has autism, but it was like, it's definitely, you know, some communication issues, um, some things that, you know, he does qualify for these services. So we immediately started, you know, the early intervention services. Um, Then when he turned three, actually he was like two and a half and I called the center for autism got all the paperwork done, the input call. And um, they were like, okay, what's well, about six to eight month waiting time? And that was actually pr- a pretty quick waiting time compared to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and St. Christopher's yeah. Hospital because they were both telling me, oh, 14 to 16 months. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, he'll be in kindergarten by the time we get him seen and evaluated. I know, I know. We went through CHOP, and it was it was a, it was a similar deal. Yeah, like it's ridiculous how you know you would think because at that point we're going back to 2014, 2015. Um, you know, autism is is pretty well known even back that time. That why yeah. is the time frame so long? But make a long story short, um, someone must have canceled their appointment. I get a phone call while I was at work from the Center of Autism. And um, they were like, oh, someone, you know, uh, canceled their appointment. Could you come in at this date? I'm like, yeah, I will call out of work. I am, listen, put this in the books. Um, (laughs) So we, right. So, you know, um, I take my son. We um, we get, it was like a a two-part evaluation so within like two weeks we got the official report and everything um even then because I was already preparing myself that you know he has autism I was even like incorporating incorporating it in my everyday conversation because it was Mm -hmm. like you know he does have the signs of it um mentally let's just start preparing ourselves that he does have autism so when we when I officially got it um you know, like I, I still got emotional. One, because I was, you know, I was there by myself. You know, his dad wasn't there. Um, I didn't have that emotional support of, yeah. you know, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with it? Um, and yeah, and it still, and it still sucks, right? Even when you know it's coming, it still sucks, right? Right, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's not to say like you know you you see your child in a different way it's just like well what am I supposed to do like what am I how do I navigate and you know the the community of people that I know now it's it's like second nature now but we go back you know almost five years ago I felt like I was drowning I'm like well who do I talk to and no one else on this planet is going through what I'm going through right now. I don't, you know, that's how you feel because you, you know, this is a whole new territory for you. And then you, yeah. you feel like you can't relate to other parents who have typical kids because their kids are talking, their kids are doing everything that they're typically supposed to be doing at their age. And I have a child that I'm still trying to figure out what a sensory overload is, what his sensory threshold is. Um, not knowing like it affects it can affect all five senses like all the stuff i know now i i didn't know then so it was a lot of trial and error you know i call it trial by fire um that you you know you you got to go through to really get to know your kid right 
Yeah, I, th- I think we've all been through that. Yeah. I mean, Alex is 11 and we're, st- we're still going. Right, through. right. Uh, you know? Yeah. So he's seven now. And, uh, you know, I found you on Instagram. He's, he's, he seems like he's, he's doing really well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So now you wrote, like I said before, this really cool book. Yes. Echo Boy and ABC Girl. When, like, when was that an idea? Like, how? Because I just, I just found you on Instagram recently. Yeah. Like, how, you know, um, how old's the book? Like, what? You know. Yes. Like, take us through that whole process. And I, I get so excited when I talk about this book because the things that I'm working on right now, and I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later if you want. Um, about what I'm, yeah, um, what else I'm working on. But I'm, I'm, I'm so. Um, I get so amped up and excited when I talk about this book. Um, the, the book is a year old, um, but the conception of the book, I've been thinking about this book. I want to go back to about maybe three years ago, um, mm-hmm. because before the children's book, I was writing poetry and I put out actually two poetry books just to help fellow parents um, who have kids with special needs. And, you know, I just I was so um, transparent about you know, my mental health, anxiety, how I felt going through a meltdown with him, how I felt being a single parent raising a child with autism, um, mm-hmm. how I felt when um, he was officially diagnosed. Like, I was really transparent because sometimes I think parents feel like um, I shouldn't say certain things or I shouldn't feel a certain way, but you, your feelings are valid because, yeah. you know, one, that's your child. You know, you want the best for them. And you shouldn't feel invalidated for feeling a certain way because we're all human. You know, like if there's moments where you feel like that I do something wrong, that's valid. Mm-hmm. Is there times that right. I feel like, you know, um, I'm just frustrated or I'm just scared for the future for my kid. Um, yeah. So it, it, it went from writing poetry to um, before Echo Boy and ABC Girl, I did write like a social story about Levi because um, I really just didn't know anything about like illustrations and putting books together. So I'm like, I'm going to just try it myself and just see what I can come up with. So the very, very first book was Levi's World. And I took a whole bunch of pictures, put them through an app to make them look like illustrations, formatted the book myself, put it on this um, website, this self-publishing website. Um, and a, a lot of people really enjoyed the book cause I wrote it from his perspective. Like, this is how I feel every day. This is what my, you know, when I, when I'm in a meltdown, this is how I feel. And I really love that book, but, but my ambition was to create a superhero character, um, like my son. So in between that time, I think two, two, two big movies that I always talk about any interview that I've done, I always bring these two movies up because they really kind of shaped um, and motivated me to write this book. And that was black Panther. And it was um, in the enter the spider verse with miles. Oh, Morales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My miles Morales, actually that movie kind of propelled me more because I took Levi with me to go see um, that movie. And he was sitting there just like locked in. He didn't move. <laughs> He was humming really loud because he was, you know, excited. And I was like, you know what? And I'm like, you know, representation matters with kids. And to see a brown kid with curly hair, 
that looks like my son and he's dressed like Spider-Man. I was like, you know what? Like, and you don't see too many books of kids with autism as superheroes. So I started brainstorming. Now the brainstorming process took a while because I was like, all right, I got to come up with like a really cool name for him. You know how I want him to look and everything. So, um, I got in touch with Reggie Byers and shout out to Reggie Byers. Um, he's also on Instagram. He's an amazing comic book artist and illustrator. He's been um, doing illustrations and artwork for about 35 years now. And we have such a special relationship because one, because he seemed just as excited about these characters as I was. And that's what I really needed. I needed someone to pour as much love into creating the visuals as much as I was putting love into creating right. the story. And <laughs> the first sketch he sent me, like, I got emotional because I was like, that's exactly, like, in my brain, that's exactly how I wanted these kids to look. And especially ABC Girl, because she's all the way from my imagination. I, I've had parents message me and ask me, is Jasmine a kid that's like at Levi's school or do you know her? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, that That was a little girl that I just pulled from my imagination. If I had a yes. daughter, it would have been, been her because she's feisty. She stands up for Levi. Like, if he had a little sister, it would have been Jasmine. Like, no, you know, I, I get, like, you know, that he has communication barriers, but she also has autism as well, but she's just on a different area of the spectrum. But, you know, she connects with Levi in the book because, you know, kids on, kids on the spectrum, they just connect so well with each right. other. They get it. Like, you, they don't even have to say like, oh, I have autism. They just have that vibe like, oh, there's someone like me in this world. And, you know, I get yeah. you, you know? So that's why I thought it was so important that her superpower in the book um, was creating visuals because my son is so, and, and a lot of kids on the spectrum, there are a lot of visual learners that um, it, it helps when they're um, communicating in the book. Um, I love that book to death. Like, <laughs> no, so do I. And I, and I, so do I. And, <laughs> and I appreciate the support so yeah, much. And, like, it, and it's the little things like you're right. Like how they turn into superheroes. Like Levi's got his, fidget spinner and which everybody can relate to and jasmine's got right. her pink crown right yeah yeah yep. yeah and you know like i i told you in the beginning uh it was it was good for us because um you know like alex is old enough that he knows what's going on but our right. other guys are getting old enough now that they know uh you know that their little brother just or not little their older brother needs some extra help and it helps us have that conversation with them on a level that they can understand. Right. You know? Right. And that was really um, when I wrote the book and I've had people ask me, like, did I specifically write it for the autism families or did I write it for typical kids? I said, I wrote it for yeah. everyone. Like when I have friends who have kids that are, you know, typical, they don't have autism or special needs and how they react to the book is just as amazing as when I have, you know, my autism parents reach out to me and say, you know, thank you so much for writing a book like this. And, you know, my kid can see themselves in these characters. And um, one one of my friends, she made me emotional when when she she texted me and she was like, I bought your book for my son. And, you know, her son doesn't have autism or anything. And he got to the part of reading about the bully and he started like getting emotional 
And I was like, wow, like I, you know, like my, my whole intention is, is one to speak up about bullying against kids with special needs mm-hmm. um, and kind of make that age group aware because that, that, that's really where it starts ramping up is around that age group yeah. of um, kids being teased and picked on that, you know, everyone is different. Everyone has their own unique special power that they bring to the world. Um, but also I just want to spark that conversation between the kids that read it and their parents, because kids are always going to ask their parents questions like, well, what does this mean, mom? And why is a bully picking on, you know, Michael and why is Brandon so mean to him? And, um, that's why I gave, you know, a, a perspective for Brandon of why he's being, you know, why he's bullying Michael, because we don't know like the other side of, you know, what's going on with the bully and that, and that's never to downplay bullying, but there's always a cause and effect. So with, with Brandon, you know, his parents are going through a divorce that's affecting him. So it was easy for him to start picking on Michael to feel better about his situation at home. Um, that, that section of the, the story, I had a couple people like, I think that's a little too heavy. And I said, no, I said, this is reality. You can't talk to kids or talk down to kids. Kids are extremely intelligent, yeah. especially this newer generation coming up and everything that's happening in the world. And then we have social media. So they're even more aware mm-hmm. of what's going on in the world. So downplaying it or sugarcoating it is not going to teach valuable lessons no, for kids um, in a fun way, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I stuck to my guns on it. I said, no, I'm not taking that out of the, the story because I think it's important. There's a lot of kids who are going through, um, parents who are getting a divorce or a single parent home, or one of the parents isn't there or whatever yeah. the case may be. They can also relate to that. And that, it might be a bully reading the book and they're like, oh, you know, maybe what I'm doing isn't right and you know my mom and dad aren't getting along or whatever the situation may be so it's it's different areas that I kind of wanted to kind of bring to the light and kind of represent everybody um in that book yeah now you got you alluded to it earlier you have something exciting coming up yes I um I just got in touch with my illustrator um Reggie Byers um so Right now, he's working on a couple of his own projects, but starting, I want to say, the end of January, I will be working on Echo Boy's solo book because I've already put out um, ABC Girls Coloring Book because that's you know that was just dedicated to her, which I thought it was appropriate because her her you know her she has a magic crayon, right. so I'm like let's just make a coloring book for her. Um, his book, the title is going to be Are You Okay? A story by Echo Boy. That's the title. Um, what that story is going to be about is to help kids who have been through trauma um, and to teach kids how to be brave. So in the story, um, what what caused me to write that story was Levi went through something specific about three years, almost three years ago, mm-hmm. um, a traumatic experience. And um, I was influenced by his outpatient therapist that's helping him with, cause he, he has a trauma disorder because of that incident. So I was influenced on how can I write a story to kind of help kids who 
whatever what whatever they're struggling with and has to overcome it and be brave so um I made it I wrote it in a way so it doesn't re-traumatize kids and I also wrote it so it's a sense of comfort and I, I've had a couple people read the manuscript and I always get people to kind of read the rough draft before I, I, I go back and edit it and everything and so far I had two people say like well one person was like well I cried another person said it felt like a one giant hug <laughs> and I was like Okay, I nailed it. So yeah. I really can't wait for I can't wait for you to read it to your kids. Absolutely. I can't wait for everyone else um, to read it. Um, it's going to be a short book, but it's so powerful because especially with um, what's what's been going on in 2020, I think it's only appropriate to kind of jumpstart 2021 with a positive book of you know, are you okay? Yeah. And I just think just with that title alone. It's going to um, already kind of bring a sense of comfort because, you know, we get so busy with life and especially what's going on, you know, um, this year, you know, we got to make sure bills are paid and um, food is, you know, on the table. And then how do we social distance and stay within the CDC guidelines? You know, it's just so much. But like, are we stopping and asking our kids, like, are you OK? And do you have a safe a safe space to say what's wrong and say what's going on. And do you have someone you trust to talk to? So that's basically um, what Echo Boy wants to tell kids. Like, you know, are you okay? And I'm here for you. And it's okay if you had a terrible, cause in this, in the book, I call it a terrible, terrible day. Yeah. So if the kids had a terrible, terrible day, you know, it's okay to express your feelings. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad, but just know that, you know, someone is always there um, that loves you, that supports you. So I, I really can't wait. I don't know how I'm going to read this book to kids because <laughs> it's, it's really one of those um, heart wrenching, like, you know, it's going to it's really going to tug at the heartstrings. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a tough one to read. But um, I really just can't wait for, you know, you, your family, other families that follow me that um, to read it. And yeah, I, I just think we need that. We need to jumpstart 2021. We've lost so many people to COVID and um, and to other things going on in, in, in our, our country that we, we need to kind of like really just start 2021 on a positive note. So I really can't wait to, to get that book out. Yeah, I can't wait to. Um... Now, where can people connect with you? And I'm going to make sure to post your Amazon link on the show notes so they can okay. go check out uh, Echo Boy and ABC Girl and ABC Girl's coloring book and everything else you have, you have yeah. there. Um, okay. Where can they connect with you on social media, though? On Instagram, you can find me at... Echo Boys Mom 82. I do have a business page that I um, I post, you know, things specifically like events and everything else. Um, that's Echo Boy and ABC Girl. Um, I'm on Twitter, Levi's Mom um, 82. Um, I'm on Facebook, Shantae Douglas. So I'm, I'm very social. So, you know, if anyone ever has questions or questions about the book, how to get the book, um, and I'm always running little fun contests um, for the kids. Um, I kind of been slacking a little bit on the giveaways. I was really heavy on it earlier this year, like the beginning of the pandemic. But yeah. I promise I will <laughs> do that at 
sometime in the spring. Yeah. Probably around, um, I'm thinking between March, maybe I'll push it to April because April is Autism Awareness Month. So look out for that. I'll be doing some fun little um just random giveaways. Um, eventually I'll get back on live and start doing live readings again and maybe have some kids join in with me to read along with me. Just some fun things just to kind of um, keep, um, you know, the kids excited. What I'm really excited about. So after the Echo Boy book, um, I have another project coming that's going to take a little bit longer because I created five more, no, I'm sorry, four more characters um, that I'm forming a team of kids called the Phenomenal Six. And they all have special abilities. Um, I'm so excited. Like, I, <laughs> I'm i cheesing so hard. You can't, you could can probably hear it through the Absolutely. phone. But I'm, I, <laughs> I'm so excited for, for your kids, everybody's kids to really um, um, meet these, these amazing little kids. And um, the topic I'm going to touch on is racism because okay. I really think it's it's important that we start having these conversations and, and it'll be a fun way to, to talk about right. it. I don't like to get too preachy, but I, I do like to write in a way that it sparks a conversation with parents and their kids. And that's where it needs to start it. Everything always has to start at home right. and having those um, conversations that is so important to have, you know, um, I just I can't wait. The villain is is awesome. Um, it's 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 like and and I'm such a nerd when it comes to superhero movies. So you know I love what Stanley built um, that that's been lasting for generations after generations. And that's kind of like what I want to do for my characters. I want those characters and and these books to stand the test of time. Like ten years from now, I'm like oh, did you ever get that copy of? Um, you know, the adventures of Echo Boy and ABC Girl. Yeah, and I got the coloring book. And, right. It's gonna it's you gonna know, be a whole collection now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm I'm always I'm always um thinking of ideas. So I even have at least three or four titles that I just like it pops in my head and I'll write it down. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back and revisit that. Um but yeah, like and eventually like I'm running a contest right now if kids, you know, um submit something to me, you know, um, if they colored in the, the coloring, the ABC girls coloring book, or they, you know, drew something themselves, I'm going to randomly, um, pick kids that will eventually, um, actually be in one of my books that I will, um, they can make up their own superhero name, how they want to look, their costume, all of that. Um, and then they'll get featured in one of my books. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I will talk to you later. All right. See ya. All right. Here's your dad joke of the week. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? Can you smell carrots? I'll talk to you guys next week. As always, I would appreciate if you left a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. It helped It helps uh, make it easier for people to find my podcast. Uh, If you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at the Spectrum Dad Pod. Feel free to shoot me a message with any questions or if you're interested in being a guest, I'd be happy to have you. Other than that, I will talk to you guys next week. See you.